Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and Spindlecraft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word GEEKS. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me are my two co-hosts tonight, Jake and Rake. What happened to Rake and Jake? Hey, you know what? You know what? If if you're if we're doing the hot take with Rake and Jake, you can be <laughs> Rake true. and Jake on yeah. the Rake on the podcast. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> the, see, see, Jake, which or see, Rake, what you got here is crossover appeal from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, we okay. allude yeah. to the other. <laughs> Yeah, all those people are like, man, that rake dude, he's a turd. I, I want to hear more from Jake. So I get it. I get it. Either that or like, man, he has just too hot a take. So let, let's hear what. Need a slightly yes. cooler take. And, <laughs> right. Right. And tonight we are reviewing Michael. Ah, the Batman. It's this, this very unknown movie called. <laughs> yeah yeah we need, i am here we need the christian we need the christian bale <laughs> voice i i am here comes to theaters this week and we're reviewing it ahead of time no i'm kidding i don't even know what that's about i'm just looking here <laughs> yeah this weird movie called the batman ever hear of it we're gonna we're gonna tackle it this evening that's right um oh yeah it's it's huge. I know for a lot of people, uh, myself included, this was for the year you know twenty twenty two. It was you know probably the I mean minimum top three in terms of like biggest movies of the year for a lot of people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, myself included, you know, huge uh-huh. movie. Uh, you know, been been dying to see this since we started getting the initial pictures um 
like forever ago. Uh, the first trailer that we got was just was amazing. Mm. So, yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Um, I went and saw it on my birthday, actually, which is great. My it, March fourth, my birthday. Went to the movie theater. Rake, you were there. Um, I was there, and uh, I fought through Michael's crowd for autographs, and I was able to sit with Michael, yeah, around Michael for the movie. So I have I have a set of bodyguards that you know, keeps the fans <laughs> away. Well, that and all his fans. That's right. All his fans were there, so That's it was right. a battle, but well worth it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was good stuff. No movie doubt. theater was packed, and it was just, uh, yeah, it was the atmosphere. You know, the atmosphere of being in the movie theater, being in a crowd, like super excited, like totally ready for for a good time. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, so uh, the Batman uh, was released on, of course, like I said, March fourth, twenty twenty-two. Written and directed by Matt Reeves, and it was also written by Peter Craig and Bill Finger. A runtime of two hours and fifty-six minutes. Budget as an estimated two hundred million dollars. I wouldn't expect anything less, frankly. Uh, box office so far: one hundred forty-four point eight million domestic. 124.2 million foreign for a grand total of 269 million dollars. It's now, our, is that is that a top one finish or is that just behind Spider-Man of course? I don't you know I don't know that. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it beat Spider-Man. No. Not that I'm counting, but I don't think it did because I'm sure I would have heard about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Spider-Man, I yeah. think, was even on, even on a just a different level, even from this. Yeah. Frankly. Um, but still, I mean, this is a really great return. Oh, yeah. It, it really yeah, is. Fantastic um, movie. So uh, it stars Robert Pattinson, of course, uh, as Batman, Colin Farrell, uh, as Penguin, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Catwoman, Paul, da- Paul Dano, uh, John Turturro, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis, and Peter... Skarsgård, which is interesting. The Peter Skarsgård thing is interesting because do you know who his wife is? No, I uh, never had the pleasure of meeting her, Michael. Who is who is, who is his wife? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, wow. And who, did she, and who did she play in The Dark Knight? Oh, uh, um, oh, geez, what's her name? Oh, I'm just her name as well. Jeez. Rachel. Rachel Dawes. Yes. Rachel, Rachel Dawes, that was yep. it. Yeah, this is interesting. Right? So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool when I saw him. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. like it. Yeah, um, that is pretty cool. All right, so the plot synopsis here is uh, when key political figures across Gotham are killed by, by a frightening figure called the Riddler, Batman must work with the police to investigate these crimes and piece together the Riddler's messages because something bad is coming. Yeah. All right. So let's give our general non-spoiler thoughts on this movie before we jump into the non-spoiler. To the yeah, yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. Just give me your general thoughts. Like uh, credits go up on right. the screen. Movies just ended. What are you thinking, uh, Rake? Take it away. Um, general thoughts. A, a great movie. Uh, I mean, it's so hard to reinvent. You know, the Batman. 
just Batman, you know, time and time again, every decade, here's a new Batman, right? You know what I mean? And yeah. Matt Reeves, correct? Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yep. Fantastic job. Uh, he he deserves to be mentioned as some, one of the best directors, if he already is, and I'm sure he is, but he, you know, he definitely needs to be in that conversation with, oh man, this could be a really good movie. Let's make sure Matt Reeves gets a hold of it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think he's perfect for this uh, genre of superhero slash noir slash realistic slash, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just for this movie, he was perfect for it. Um, I've been a fan of his since uh, one of the Apes movies. I can't remember which one it was. Second one? Wasn't the, was Gone the second of the one? Planet of the Apes and War uh, of the Planet of the oh, Apes. Oh, yeah, both. I thought both were fantastic movies. Um, so... You know, I wasn't, I definitely didn't leave disappointed in his abilities here with this movie. Um, but the movie in general, just, just, it's just really, really good. And I don't, I don't want to keep going to amazing because I don't know, you know, I mean, unlike a lot of people, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but I am going to go with just a really, really good movie. Um, yeah. So there's my general thoughts. I mean, everything from the great acting, great score, score slash soundtrack. Um, matter of fact, I can't get that Nirvana song out of my oh, head. Like, you know, honest to God, yeah. and after I saw it a second time, I literally probably listened to that song 10, 15 times, you know, all sorts of remixes and, uh, you know, versions of it. And I, I love it. <laughs> you know, it, it's just funny how a movie can do that to you. But this one did it for me for that Nirvana track. Uh, so all in all, just just a very good, very, very good movie. Okay. Uh, Jake, what's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, got to echo a lot of what Rake said. I walked out and just was so impressed. I loved the decisions that, uh, that were made for this character and this portrayal of Batman that we've not gotten in live action before. And it was so nice to see it. And man, it really... They did just such a good job with the characters. The writing, the actors did a fantastic job. And yeah, like it honestly, a lot of moments really just blew me away. I I wish it would have been a little bit shorter overall after leaving because, yeah, three hours in uh, Mm. into a Batman movie is still three hours. Um, But, (laughs) but still, like even outside of that, it was. There's still just so, so many great things in this movie that I, I think anyone who has not seen it, which why are you listening? Go watch it. Yeah. Um, and even if you have, go watch it again because you'll pick up on some really, really cool stuff that that was done in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that this movie is um you know, I I think probably the same as Rake. Um okay. I'm I'm going to hold off on amazing. But I think it's really really good. Um <laughs> I really enjoyed myself. Um I I think immersive is the word that I think of most when I think of this movie, because I think more than anything, it immerses you into the world of Gotham as presented here. 
and I think because a lot of the movie plays out at nighttime, like it, you know, I think that that actually helps with that immersion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think everything else just you know is great. I think the directing, like, yeah, you're right, Matt Reeves, phenomenal uh, mm-hmm. directing here. I think the cinematography is oh, is exceptional yeah, for this there movie. You go. Definitely. It's hard to make nighttime scenes like one after another feel like, I don't want to say distinct from one another, but just when you're shooting night scene after night scene after night scene, it can start to feel kind of blah watching that because it's like, Mm -hmm. just give me a sunny day, please break this up. But if you're going to stick to doing that, um, you got to find ways to kind of use creative camera techniques and the cinematography has got to be really good. And you've got to, you know, have big splashes of color from time to time, something to break it up. And they do that in this movie. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think, again, I think it's a really, really good movie. And I think, yeah, I think immersion is probably the word that comes to mind. Oh yeah. Like the, the moments where like the, the very low glow that they've done and a bunch of various night scenes really helped with that. Like I loved, especially when they use that red, mm. the, that was so, so intense. And yeah. I, it was a, just a really good job of, like you mentioned, making those scenes and, like, and you know, very and, that was, good. and that's a new thing too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I never think of Batman and think of red. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, ah, you know, well, well played, man. Like that was, that was good. That was oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that, yeah, I think overall they did, there's a lot of nice touches here that really differentiate this Batman from past Batmans. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump into the actual, um, you know, Let's get into the nitty gritty. So spoiler nitty warning gritty. here. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you haven't watched this, this is basically the right. end. Yeah. We're gonna jump into it. See you, see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> so uh three, two, one. Okay. So um I I think hmm, I think where do I want to start here? Um let's talk about the detective aspect of this movie. All right. Um, because that's the other thing that I think about too, when it comes to this, uh, most Batman movies don't really focus on this, right? They've been much more about the superhero aspect of Batman as opposed to the detective part. And in this one, clearly they wanted this to be less about Batman as a superhero and more about Batman as a detective first and foremost, and a superhero second. So I guess the question I have for you guys is, how much did you like this aspect of the story being incorporated into like the very fabric of the whole plot? Uh, Jake, we'll start with you. I loved it. I, we have not, we have not gotten a true detective representation of Batman probably since 
Adam West, and even that <laughs> was so ridiculous that it was so out there and crazy, but it was fitting for the time and the comics that were there. But yeah, I, I loved the fact that they finally put so much emphasis on that because that's one of the things he's known for. Like, yeah, it, and, it's, it's detective it, comics, right? Yeah, like it, it is literally like he he's known as the world's greatest detective. Yeah. Like, come like that is so great to finally get that that much focus and emphasis on it. And, and it was just so great to see. And, and I I want more. If they have learned anything from this reboot of Batman, it should be making him more of a detective. Can freaking work. Do it. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah, Rick, what do you think? Um, I agree to a degree. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> weird. Uh, but you know, yes, he did play the role of detective more so than superhero. Um. But I still wish the movie would have shown more of his methods and his, you know, deductions as to figuring all this stuff out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he is he's such a great detective. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, you know, like, how did he come up with this idea and that idea and so forth? I think I think a little bit more time could have been spent on that and subtracted from some of the scenes, which I thought were a little drug on. You know what I mean? I thought there was a couple scenes that you could deduct, you know, five or ten seconds here, five or ten seconds there. And, you know, you know, as much as everyone I've spoken with likes this movie, almost more than half of them say the same thing. Man, that was long. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when someone tells you, you know, when someone, one of the first things they point out is how long of a movie it is, I don't know if that's a good sign. You know, uh, this movie has very few knocks against it, but I do feel that the runtime is one of the knocks. I, I do think, you know, I talk to a lot of high school kids, obviously, and, you know, some have seen this movie and probably one of the first things they say is, oh, man, boy, that was long. Now, you know, obviously we're not talking about you know movie critics here saying things like this, but, you know, if that's a general impression you get. You know, I hate to say it, but I never remember anyone saying, and I know this is a different movie, man, Endgame was long. You know what I mean? And I'm not trying to, you know, start this whole DC versus Marvel war, superheroes versus detective movie war. I'm just saying, when a movie's long and people point that out, mm, I don't know if that's a good thing, you know? So, you know, Gladiator, great movie, very uh, character-driven, story-driven, etc., probably three hours long. I can't, I could look up the runtime, but if I had to guess, I'd say it's close to three hours, if not exceeding. That's not what I think about. You know what I mean? When I left the theater, man, you know, that's a pretty long movie. You know what I mean? So I hate to be, you know, the bearer of bad tidings here on the podcast, but if I had to pick one knock on it, and I got a couple, um, that's one of them, you know? So, Agreed you know. on the link. It, yeah. it was very much they could have adjusted. I, and I, I do agree. I, like when um, he was saving people at the end, right? Yeah. He just kept saving people and saving people and saving people and saving people. Why not have like a slow-mo? And I know you're like, wait, let's make it longer. No, a slow-mo of like one scene rather than 
five or like quick scenes. montage like, there, that's what i'm thinking yes yeah like do do a little bit of a montage quick of him cuts of him doing yes. that and helping instead yeah. of like yeah. It, those scenes were very slow yes they and were drug out yes, I, they were. I agree on that and you know and that's at the end of the movie when it's like you know you can exhale and you're like ah oh. and then you said okay i'm still exhaling here all right now he's kind of changed his demeanor and his you know idea of what it means to be a hero to the city okay still saving people <laughs> you know and yeah so yeah, that's one of yeah. my knocks. I I do agree they could have. I I want them to do more and the in regards to showing him working through stuff. But it, I think this was a really good step in the right direction to get yeah. them to. And and I don't know, you know, what do you guys think? Um, do we like Batman as a detective, or do we like him as a, you know, fighting alongside Superman and Wonder Woman? You know, we've seen both ends of the spectrum here. We've seen a couple of parts of the spectrum here with him you know whether it be in justice league uh the christian bale batman the michael keaton batman like we've seen very you know we've seen a couple of iterations of batman and you know is well, this what we want to see well okay so that's a tough question. it's a tough question it really is I, I think if you go back to christian bale's version i feel like they tried to do and i, I I think if you go back and you you rewatch, especially the first two movies, I feel like they did a pretty solid job of combining the superhero heroic stuff with Batman legitimately trying to solve some things. Now, that isn't so much going to crime scenes. It was more like, Hey, here's this bullet. Let's put it in this in this machine. It's going to analyze it. You know, all the some of that stuff. So he's kind of doing things, but it's not to the degree. It's nothing like this, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this is, like I said, uh, in my non-spoiler thoughts, this is Batman as a detective first and a superhero second. I personally like this better, okay, because one of the things that differentiates Batman from other superheroes beyond the fact that, you know, he's not born with any amazing powers. He's not Superman or he isn't, you know, being bitten by a radioactive spider Mm -hmm. or given some super strength or whatever is that the only thing that Batman has is his intelligence. He's in good shape, obviously, because he has his intelligence and he has money and that's it. And so, You know, if you want to fall back and make him feel like just a standard hero, then sure, just just go with. I mean, I hate to say this because it's gonna sound terrible, and I don't. I mean, absolutely zero disrespect, but you know, if you want to do that, then yeah, just bring back Batfleck. Right. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty much Batfleck uh, right there, right? You didn't get any of that detective stuff. You know what, though, and I hate to interject, I think. Ben Affleck, and I'm sure there's going to be a million people that disagree with me. Could have been a hot take, by the way. Um, I think old Batfleck, I'd, I'd have been interested to see him play this, be in this movie instead of Arpat. Just curious. What do you guys think? I, I, I would be curious to see. Because we've seen Ben Affleck direction. in yeah. The Accountant, have we not? Have yeah. you ever seen The Accountant with Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But see, the problem is, is if he would have stayed on, it wouldn't have been Matt Reeves. It would have been him uh, directing. Yeah, true. 
So like it, this solo movie would have been yeah. very different. Yeah. With Ben Affleck. Cause it, yeah. So they're, they're that world where we see what he could have done. If, if we would have gotten him directed by Matt Reeves, that could have been interesting. I, I think it would have been kind of nice yeah. to see that. Cause let's be honest. Ben Affleck is a good actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. He's a very good actor. I, yeah. Again, I, I said I meant a disrespect to him like, or his Yeah, I mean, like if we were to, you know, say, hey, what's Ben Affleck's best movie? And we could have been Argo. You know, I mean, you could have been thinking of a couple, Goodwill Hunting. You probably could have thought of a couple. And then you said, okay, what's R. Pat's best movie? And you've been like, uh, maybe Water for Elephants or. Um, Lighthouse might have been thrown up there. Yeah, but I mean, would be and if he said, "Well, who's the more polished actor?" I have a feeling we all would have said Ben Affleck. I mean, am I wrong? He's, no, he has more but years. he's also got <laughs> a lot more years under his belt. Right, right. But I mean, just the point, you know. Yeah, like, you're right. It would have been interesting to see. This would have ben been. This would have been role. an older Batman as a detective, which still mm. would have been cool. Which is all right. Right, that would have yeah. been fun. Um. But again, I think getting back to my point, which is that oh. I think that I just think that that it's more interesting yeah. when you have Batman trying to use his brain as a superpower to solve yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, it just it allows because if it's just someone punching through a brick wall, then yeah. you can pick a ton of different superheroes to do that. One that can actually beat Superman. Well, well like, uh, how, have either of you ever watched any of, like, the animated Justice League or Justice League Unlimited? You know what? I, I have not. I like, feel. they do such a great job of having that balance for his character. Because, yeah. like, there's a running joke for, like, a period of time. He's like, I'm only a part-timer, like, for the Justice League. He's not, like, playing up like he's constantly there to always be involved with the Justice League stuff. And, and, like, they do such a good job of, like, balancing that. And I think this is, like, a good step in that direction of, like, Batman is that detective first. He's the – he is the man with the contingency plan. If everybody else fails or if everybody else goes bad, he's the one that has the shit lined up, ready to go. And that that's his intellect behind it. And, and this did a really good job, I think, of not like perfect yet by any stretch, but they did a really good job of like showing that this detective first, hero second, could work for him and in live action. And I, I love that they did that. Okay. All right. So let's um let's jump into um Let's let's talk about the basic story here, which it basically is okay. So the Riddler is this this guy. Uh, it's based clearly clearly based on the Zodiac Killer. Um, <laughs> if you go back, if you don't know who the Zodiac Killer is, maybe one of the most famous, oh, infamous right. serial killers of all time. If you look at the the way he's dressed, what he does, his the games he plays—it's based off the. He's based off the Zodiac, at least in this movie. Um. So then he, you know, he started. He kills. I think what he kills like the isn't the mayor of? Yeah, I think it was the mayor, right? Because oh, it was the re- yeah, he, he was, he was the current re-elected. mayor running for re-election. Right. So he kills him at the beginning, and then 
you know, continues to kill people throughout the movie. And it's this whole, the whole plot, the whole, well, the whole plan, his whole plan is to show how fake, you know, everybody is who, the, all the people that said they were going to help out, all the orphanage, and even the the Wayne family who, you know, created this, set up this fund to help, to help, you know, give the orphanage money and keep them up and running and doing their thing and capable of, you know, caring for kids and all that stuff. And it ended up being just this big slush fund for, you know, elite elites in, in Gotham city to, to take, you know, from it continuously. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty interesting story when you look at, you know, from the Riddler's point of view, and so, of course, he's out there killing people and, you know, sending these messages and he wants to talk to Batman and all that stuff. So I guess the question is, what did you guys think of the overall plot for this movie? You know, just, you know, I mean, we can talk about Catwoman and her storyline next. But what did you think of the whole Batman Riddler storyline and like where the Riddler was coming from? And like, what did you think of him as a villain? Uh, Rick, why don't you take that? that um. One? I think Paul Dano did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, Dano, Dano, I'm not exactly positive how to pronounce his name. Uh, but the, the Riddler character itself, you know, being that you're making a more realistic version of Batman, I think the more realistic version of um, the Riddler worked, you know. Uh, now his whole... yeah. The whole revenge thing, you know, the whole I'm going to find all the Richie Riches and, you know, aristocrats of Gotham and make them pay for, you know, really what's going on here. Uh, I guess it makes sense. I think I think there should be something a little more rooted in his revenge, maybe. Okay. Um, maybe something a little more personal. Right. What what was his what was his uh well, thing? Well, he was he was an orphan. Yeah. Right. And yeah, the but, whole yeah. renewal yeah, but. got set up and basically picked clean by all of these higher up like these aristocrats and basically picked it dry. And so yeah, they, they had no but money. I mean, what it, if, yeah. you know, what if I don't know, what if he had an uncle that was taking care of him, you know? I know you're like, "Well, he's an orphan, he can't take." It. Okay. What if, you know, there was someone close to him? that was wronged by the Waynes or the Arkham's or the whatever, that would be a little more personal. And that would have been something that Batman could have figured out. You know what I mean? And using his detective skills, not man, this kid's pissed off because he was an orphan and, you know, he discovered that it was all pretty much just a big slush fund for all the richie riches. You know what I mean? Uh Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's enough to piss people off and, you know, try to go out and kill these people. But I, I just think his motive should have been something a little more personal. I, I and think, I think with that could have been something more that Batman could have looked into and discovered. You know what I mean? Possibly. I'm trying to think of the, the some of the details of... There was a picture of him there was a, at the... Yeah, when the he was Wayne announcement. Yeah, like right. when, with Thomas Wayne and the renewal thing and like it seemed like he was going to be one of the like main orphans that got some of the benefits of this renewal. It looked like that, but it was never established as that. I think true. But I think there was something else to there. It wasn't just that the fund was picked clean. 
I thought there was. But was it anything personal? I think it was more like, no, I guess not. But I think because I know he was talking See, about I think, like I think something like that. I think things that happen to you personally drive you to do crazy things more often than not. Yeah, they they do. But I guess you know when you're an orphan like he was, and it wasn't just being an orphan, but didn't these there wasn't there like a line or something about like when you watch. When you watch people like around you, like starve, kids starve and die, and, and well, you know what? If that's the case, well, then show that show that from his perspective as a kid. Yeah, I mean, I, they could have done that. They they would have like a Just flashback like a, of some kind would have been yes, a good idea. Where something once again yeah. very I guess personal the, molded him into this psychotic serial killer. I think. It, see, I think they might have avoided that because that seemed very much the driving force for Catwoman. I think they wanted uh, to kind of keep that separate so they uh, didn't make it too much of like yeah. everything. Everybody's got a personal. Yeah, thing that's true. I guess that's this fair. is more like a systemic thing in this city. Yeah, that the, he was trying yeah. to be. A, well, and I, I think they really kind of played that up with him thinking the Batman and him were partners. Right. He thought he was trying to do this. Systemic yeah, that was a nice. Change. Yeah, that was a nice. That's a nice twi- twist. If we can call it that. That's a nice little. You know that was true. I, I agree 100 percent with that. Yeah, that's a nice. Yeah, that's a nice and, take I, and on I think it. that's kind of where I, what I really enjoyed about it. Like, yeah, I think it would have been might have gone better if they made it more personal for him. But that that yeah, with Catwoman having very much a personal stake, Vendetta, it might have been a little too much of like personal I just, vengeance. I just, think, I just think the fact that the Riddler just you know we knew from the very get go that here's the Riddler, he's the bad guy. You know what I mean? What's his motive? Yeah, we do figure it out at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie. But to me, that was kind of stale. You know what I mean? I, I thought the whole, you know, I, I've seen this. I can't see seen this. Uh, I don't want to call it tropey either. But, you know, you have this guy that's anti, you know, well, there you go. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this before. You know what I mean? And yeah, well, he's not really a bad guy. He just, you know, he's trying to rid the town of, you know, the corrupt whatever of the, you know, the higher ups of Gotham. Well, yeah. But then when he starts killing off the good politicians and the people that are actually trying to make change. Yeah, I think it was kind of cool that they made the politicians crooked. Like so oh, yeah. many of them. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, not just that, but like they really did a good job of like playing up the fact that like so many cops were yeah. crooked too, but there were some that were still good. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, but the systemic issues of Gotham really, like, they didn't overdo it, but they did a really good job of. Yeah, and it's easy to see. You know, it was it was interesting to see how Batman didn't cave into being bad himself. You yeah. know what I mean? That that was a, that was a nice take. Yeah, I I think that, that that I can see like why they wanted to take this this uh, kind of tackle at this this direction, which is just you know you're a kid. A lot of the biggest things that form who you are happen when you're a child, mm-hmm. and having that level of instability on a consistent basis in your life for years, when you were assured that you would be taken care of. Only to find right. that, in fact, nobody really did care, and you know, you suffered, and a lot of other people suffered for it, and you know, 
I'm gonna I'm going to I'm gonna expose everybody that did this. Plus, oh hey, Bruce Wayne, um, you know, your dad was involved too, basically. Yeah. You know, um, you know, the tear down the mythical walls of, you know, Bruce's father. So, um, all right, let's let's tackle ba- uh, Catwoman. Um, so she's definitely an interesting version of this character. Uh, Rake, what did you think of her character in this movie? I, I thought it was cool. You know, once again, they're keeping with this realistic theme. Like, mm-hmm. this movie almost could have happened. And her outfit, you know what I mean? Like, kind of the leathery bodysuit, which we've seen before, but yet the mask. I like the way that she just kind of took a beanie or a, you know, whatever hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and gave it, you know, cat ears and cut out the eyes. I thought that was cool. You know what I mean? Like that to me, that was that was a nice touch, you know, and it added to the whole. Well, if this was real, this is probably what she would look like. You know what I mean? So and they didn't and they didn't once again. And Jake, you know, applauded this also. They didn't, you know, delve into her history. You know what I mean? It's just she happened to be a girl that likes cats. and She didn't sit around and worship them a la Holly Berry. Um, you know what I mean? Or it's not like one saved her life or, you know, while she was laying in the gutter, a cat came up and licked her, you know, you know, or, you know what I mean? Did some great thing for her. And now she's some like enamored cat, cat. goddess. Yeah. Cat, right. to her yeah nothing, nothing nonsensical, you know, it's just, she just seems to be, you know, just someone that likes cats. I think we all know people that like cats, you know, and mm-hmm. she's just someone that likes cats. <laughs> and, yeah. And that's yeah. how she dresses, and she probably, you know, attributes, you know, some of her fighting skills and athletic skills and gymnastic skills to that of a cat. And it's just like, okay, I'm Catwoman. You the know? fact that they also never once call her Catwoman either. Ah, and didn't even like, think of that. Yeah. So true. I mean, she yeah. did say the bat and the cat. Wouldn't that be, you know, at the end yeah. of the movie there? But that's about as close as they got to establishing her as as actually named Catwoman, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I I do like the fact that they did that uh, because this is very clearly like showing her origin a little bit too. And that's really cool to see because it was like origin for, but not a... Yeah, what really drove her over the edge was the death of her friend. friend. Yeah, Yeah. so that was kind of cool. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think just Zoe Kravitz in general did a good job as playing this character. She didn't go over the top, but she definitely played a role that you could tell she, you know, the death of her friend was enough to push her over the edge, um, you know. She definitely did a really adventure. good job of doing the comic accurate portrayal. Like Catwoman yeah. isn't always bad. She's not always good either. Yeah. She's not psychotic. Yep. She's a cat burglar who yep. Yep. Find, like takes what she wants. And sometimes it's for the – she even has a line that she doesn't cross. and. Yeah. Yeah, they did. She did a great job, and the writing was really well done for that character. Yeah, that was yeah. You know, and I think uh, Reeves again, to his credit, you know, he all his supporting characters, yeah, were well done. We did mention how we didn't. We thought you know Alfred was a little underplayed. Uh, yeah, um, it could have been used more. There. Yeah, but you know, let's let's also be honest. You know, here I was griping about the time. If you gave Alfred more screen time, then we're looking at three hours and. 15 minutes and yeah 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 <laughs> then, I, then i'm really complaining <laughs> well and we might get some better like relationship as as bruce develops that facade 
mm-hmm. in the next movie as he develops the billionaire playboy and like the relationship between him and Alfred can kind of get that a little bit more fleshed out. And I think that would be really well done. Yeah. You know, one that. thing I didn't get out of this movie that I got out of the other ones, like when something bad happened to Alfred, I mean, granted, you know, he was obviously really concerned, but like when their interactions throughout the movie prior to the explosion, the bomb, mm-hmm. um, I just didn't get that whole, you know, father son thing that, you know, I mean, I know Alfred never acts like he's his true father. And, I, you know, Bruce obviously doesn't portray him as such. But, they, you know, in the other movies, it seemed like Alfred's relationship with Bruce was tighter than this movie. Now, obviously, this takes place with a younger Batman. So, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, he's been raising him since whenever. Uh, you know, it just I didn't see the we'll call it chemistry. Yeah. Well, to be them. fair, we're, we're fine. This was showing like the transition of the very much withdrawn into himself Batman Mm -hmm. to one that understands what he needs to do for the city a little bit better. Yeah. Like they did a really good job. And I think that's part of it because I don't know. Like, I kind of like the fact that they didn't show it like obviously right off the bat. Like they're, you know, he's got this idealistic version and, depiction of alfred which i mean that relationship is great and it's amazing in the comics i i do like the fact that it's not going to be just instantly there like Mm -hmm. we've seen so many times in the past yeah um so uh colin farrell is the penguin Uh. Yeah, go ahead. You guys can um, take that one away. I liked it, but I, you know, I've been running my mouth too much. That, you know, I, if if you wouldn't have, if I wouldn't have known that it was Colin Farrell, uh, I just, oh yeah, they did a great job. I would have assumed it was just some pick an actor. I don't know somebody. Like the, there was so much the prosthetics and everything else uh-huh. going on. It just the makeup is just amazing, amazing. Uh-huh. In this, yeah, probably the best I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen a actor transformed into the what that you know mm-hmm. to that it's so so much is there that the, like you would never know it's colin farrell like it's not one of those yeah. things where like if you look really closely you can tell it's colin farrell underneath all that makeup it's like no if i told you this was i don't know pick an yeah. actor um there was only like yeah a line and i can't even remember what line but like there was one line where like at the end of it where he was kind of getting a little heated mm-hmm. that like you could kind of make out Colin Farrell in it, but like, it, yeah, it was just so good. You know, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like if you had uh, told me that that was Robert De Niro underneath that, I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> like the, the right. makeup was that good. Like you just, you know, like you can't tell that it's any act, specific actor under there. And usually with, with makeup, even when they're trying to really change everything about someone's face, it's rare. I can't think of anything off the top of my head where I'm like, oh, well, I can tell you that, that this movie, they did the same thing. But no, this is the first movie I've seen where they've taken an actor and they have essentially erased every element of yeah. their face that would make you recognize them in this role. Yeah. So... I thought it was a great job. I thought he did great. And, you know, you said, Rake, about how, like, they are 
trying to do a more realistic version of Batman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're basically just continuing the Christopher Nolan track because that's, yeah. that's what Christopher Nolan did. All If you look yeah. at they were all real. Batman was realistic version. If if Batman could exist in real life, this is what he would be like. And Even Bane to them. a degree, huh? Even yeah, Bane to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Bane wasn't you know Bane from the comics wasn't the Bane that we saw on screen. Right, right. And that makes sense because that Bane, if he existed, would well, he's definitely not going to be recognizably human. Um, <laughs> he's got you know about the muscles of about forty people on his back. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, there's one thing I wanted to to mention, though. Um, I did have a problem. There was a scene right. in this movie that there was a scene in this movie that I didn't. I liked it a lot, and yet I was kind of annoyed by it. Ooh, oh, it was the car you chase tell. scene. If it, this is my hot oh, take, this is wow. my hot take. Okay, that was a hot take. So my hot take on this scene is it's probably one of my all-time favorite like action sequences. Well, no, car like um car chases that I've seen. It's one of the best okay. car chases we've seen in years, frankly. Okay. Right. Personally. However, one of the things I didn't like is Batman is chasing this guy. <laughs> from this crime scene, right? They they went there, they got into a, a shootout, and you know, now Batman's chasing him in his awesome Batmobile. Okay. And yet people are dying. Innocent people are dying everywhere. The the, the explosions in the background that are going on, you know, it, it's it's part Part I mean, clearly the penguin is just I don't care, whatever, just get me out of here if I've got to kill people, whatever. But at the same time, Batman is also responsible for this as well, because he's chasing him down in the middle of a rainstorm, going into traffic the wrong direction. You know, you people are dying. You know, this is you know, Batman's like it, it's it's like a much, much, much smaller scale version of um. Uh, what's the uh Superman movie? Uh, BBS. No, the Man one of Steel? Man of Steel. Where so he the, yeah, at the, the end, right at the end, you know, they destroy the entire city and like billion, you know, million, million people die, and you're like, well, oh, good job, yeah. Superman. This is a much you know smaller scale version where, okay, yes, clearly not that many people, but people are dying on this car chase. Right. They are dying. You know, it's like, do you have to chase this guy down? Do you really need to chase him down right now? Or can you maybe just find him a little later? Probably yeah. be fine. Is if it, you just said, I'll catch him outside of his club when he's getting ready to go inside. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's just a, that's a small thing. I, I love the chase. I think it's amazingly well choreographed and shot and it it's very old school. We're talking like Steve McQueen. You know, yeah. to go back to Bullet. I mean, clearly they were taking a lot of or the French Connection with Gene Hackman. You know, you're oh, you're yeah. looking at like a, a car chase sequence that was built on the the car chase sequences that are maybe the most famous of all time, which is that Bullet and the French Connection. Um, maybe the Born Identity, which is a good one too. 
but this one felt very old school in the way it was shot too. Hmm. I liked it, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, there's an explosion and there's another one. And you know what? There had to be at least eight cars exploded right there. So what are you looking at? About 20, 30 people dead, you know, like, well, I hope chasing penguin down was worth it because people are dead. You know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I felt like at the end of the day, I didn't really think that that, the Batman needed to chase down penguin. You know, my wife brought this up. Uh, You know, (laughs) we were discussing this and she was like, yeah, you know, was this even worth it? Yeah. For Batman to do it. Yeah, because yeah. nothing really became of it. Yeah. I mean, even you know even I mean? if even if he was he the person responsible. In jail or nothing. Right. Even if he was the person responsible, ultimately chasing down, they're like, wow, it wasn't me. And like, okay, well, I guess we'll store it back from square, you know, from uh from square one. And I'm thinking, okay, well, even if he was the one responsible, you didn't actually have to chase him down in the middle of of the night in a rainstorm, but still, so it's like, it's like an action sequence, a, a car chase. I love, but at the same time, like, mm, but it doesn't really need to happen. And people are dead. Awesome. Yeah. So, and like one of the Batman's thing is like not killing people. Yeah. And clearly, you know, Batman wasn't trying to kill people. He wasn't like, oh, right, you know, right. but at the same time, he has to bear some responsibility for the fact that, you know, Penguin is flying down the road because he's trying to get away from you. And in the process, people are getting into accidents and explosions and death. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think from a direction standpoint, I think this is beautiful. The cinematography, I think, is just amazing. Um, I cannot watch. I cannot wait to watch this movie on my my TV, my, my new TV down in my theater room uh-huh. what are you talking about michael well it will be <laughs> it will happen you were just here jake i was there and it's no bigger than a janitor's closet oh wow <laughs> please <laughs> just a little bigger it couldn't go any a, bigger just, mike <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. maybe it gets about 10 million more listeners and then we'll then we'll subscribers and then maybe his you maybe know, I can afford we'll move to on it. to a sunroom <laughs> size yeah. Uh, I, I'll build an addition onto the house uh, <laughs> that can just be a theater room in and of itself, an actual theater room that I build. It's true. That no, would be it, awesome. it is pretty sweet. I don't blame Michael. I would probably want to see it there too. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, any, about, I, let's talk about the score a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, you know, what did you think? I thought it was one of the best scores ever. I love the way they took the Nirvana song and played it twice. Mm. Did they play it twice or did they play an iteration of it in the middle too? Like it was definitely like it almost became the theme song, but the the theme was that, oh man, I can't remember right now that, I don't know, just that beat, you know what I mean? That, yeah. Yeah, and that was good too. Like uh, I can't remember the guy's name, Geo. Uh, I can't remember his name, but I thought it was a great score. You know, one of the things the earliest Batman Batman franchise was, you know, heralded with was uh, Danny Elfman's score. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I and I think uh, this uh, guy, I can't remember his name, shame on me. Uh, this guy did a heck of a job with this one, too. It's very, very memorable, uh, the, the score. And the score was great. Um, 
all supporting actors. I know we talked about Colin Farrell and uh, uh, Zoe Kravitz. Um, uh, oh my gosh, we're missing uh, John Turturro. Well, John Turturro did Jeffrey a good Wright. job. Yeah, Jeffrey John Wright, Turturro yeah. did a very good job. Yep. You know, and I'm always used to seeing him as silly character from Transformers. So oh, it was good to see him be serious again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Commissioner Gordon. Jeffrey I Wright. I got, what's yeah. his name? Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, great job. Mm, I thought oh, he yeah. did great. Great job, you know what I mean? Like like Batman early in his career. Yeah. You know, he's not know. he's not he's not on top. He's not like the most respected out of all the police officers. Right. You know, he's kind of like a mid to upper part of the pack of of officers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, the score was great. And uh Michael G the, G and Gianchino. Is the nice. composer. But, sure Michael uh, didn't just butcher his name, by the way. <laughs> but that beat, that like the uh, intro beat. Yeah. They, do would... you know what they did with that? Every time he appeared, like was walking into a conflict, uh-huh. they had his footsteps to that beat. Oh, that's sweet. like it's where every fourth step was like hitting uh, a little bit harder. Brilliant. Yeah, Freaking like uh, brilliant. Yeah, it was um, so great. It was so so many little things. That yeah, see, those are things so I wouldn't cool. have noticed, but now you mention it, it makes me appreciate it all yeah. the more. Um, yeah, Michael Michael Gianchino, he um, he did the stuff for Lost. That's where he got ah, his start. Wow. Yep, all the okay. music on Lost and the theme song, theme music, all that stuff. That okay. Was where he got his start. It's pretty cool. So, um, all right. So why don't we get our final thoughts here and we'll close things out. Uh, Jacob, why don't you, you give us your final thoughts on the Batman? Um, it was a really, really, really good movie. I, there could have been some slight alterations in the runtime, maybe tweaking the decisions they made for the last half an hour, but all in all, it was a, a great, revitalization of the characters in the Batman comics and uh yeah it was just it was a very fun which is kind of weird to say how dark this movie was <laughs> but a fun movie to see and witness some of these characters portrayed in the way they were it, I I'm excited to see it again just to catch the little things I may have missed in the previous viewings. Hmm. All right. Uh, Rake, why don't you uh, give me your final thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I too, I am excited to see this again. And, you know, I guess we're going to see it April 19th on uh, HBO max. Nice. So I'm definitely going to watch it again. You know, I don't know if I'm going to watch it like April 19th at midnight, but you know, I'm definitely going to watch it again and I'll try to find some cool little things. <laughs> Uh, that Jake pointed out, especially with the whole fourth step with the music, like, wow. Um, and this is actually one of those movies that I will probably own also, even though I'll have HBO Max and I could probably watch it for a long time. I'll probably purposely go get the sound or the DVD, maybe even the 4K. I think it's I think it's of that stature that, you know, what I mean, I should own it. Um, great music, great acting. Just I have to wonder, like. Do you think it's going to get a snub for the Oscars or do you think it's just doesn't matter anyway because it's a movie based on a comic book so they're going to blow it off anyway? Yeah. You know, although Joker got recognition, right? 
Yeah, yeah. but I think Joker yeah, got recognition. So, but you know. I think it might get a nod, but it's hard okay. to say with how early this movie is released. Yeah. It's really it's gonna be very interesting to see if it does. I could yeah. see it getting you know, maybe cinematography. Oh um, yeah, cinematography yeah. is just awesome. Costume Absolutely awesome. special effects. I mean, I think there's gonna be a lot of technical technical stuff that'll get thrown yeah. at it, if nothing well, else. Well I'll tell you what, if Colin Farrell's uh, makeup person doesn't get a yeah. Oscar, sure. then mm-hmm. something's up. Because man, that was that was amazing. Although awesome. uh, I wonder if anyone realized this has a an interesting tie into another comic book movie. Oh, well, guess no, who? I'm... Guess who else? Uh, uh, who's played this care their character before? Ooh. Zoe Kravitz voiced Catwoman in the Lego Batman oh, movie. Right. Oh my gosh, that's right. that's right. Huh? Would not have called that. Uh, yeah. So uh, an interesting little yeah tie in. Hmm. Yeah. That's true. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah well, so cool. final thoughts. Uh, great movie. Go see it. You Absolutely. know, everyone's going to be talking about it for a long, you know, for till Dr. Strange gets released. Yep. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just good up and down. It's this great movie. Great yeah. Movie. Yeah. My final thoughts are it's, um, it's a very good movie. It's, it's not without its flaws. Um, it right. does have, you know, like you said, Rake, it's a little, it's a little long. I think they could have shaved off a good fifteen. A little long in the tooth. <laughs> yeah, long think, in the tooth. I think they could have shaved off fifteen minutes. I think had this movie come in around two thirty-five, maybe two forty at most. I think yeah. maybe it'd be better. Yeah. Oh, and I and yeah. I think yeah, I think it could have been one of those movies that would have been just as good. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone would have been like, man, you know, I wish they would have done this longer. No, I think you could have. Yeah, this this reminded me of a director's cut. Mm-hmm. This could this movie could have been a director's cut, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah it didn't so, need to be. It didn't need to be two hours and fifty six minutes. It, it no, it did not. Two, it did not. Two forty, two thirty five to two forty. Yeah. Somewhere in that range would have yeah. been perfect. Agreed. So, but otherwise, I think this is excellent. I think all the performances were very lived in. Um, all the characters felt very lived in. All the characters felt three dimensional to me. Yeah, nobody there fe- you go. Nobody That's felt good. like a caricature. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I, I think that, like like we said, the, the the directing is great. The look of the movie is great. The color palette is is fantastic. The red, so much use of red in in this movie, and that really I think works in its favor. Gives it a very distinct look. Um, I think Pattinson did a great job. Um, you know, I think people need to stop thinking Robert Pat Robert Pattinson. You know, Edward. Colin, Twilight, mm. terrible. He's an awful actor, and it, uh-huh. it's the yeah. same thing. Like it's the same thing with Kristen Stewart, right? I mean, these two yeah. were unfortunately cast in movies that weren't particularly well written, and didn't play to their strengths at all, and they found themselves trapped in doing movies that they contractually had to do, and just didn't really want to do them uh, after the first one. Uh, but. It, it's not because they don't, they're not good actors. Um, I, I think people need to get over that because there are really fantastic actors mm-hmm. that have put on bad performances. Like yeah. Meryl Streep is great, right? But if you go back through her filmography, there are a couple of stinkers 
by her. Oh yeah. Okay, oh. there just are. But you can be the best actor in the world, right. and if you got a shit script, like, like there's not much you can do about it. Right. You yeah. can't. You can't. You can't. You can't turn that thing into something amazing. So, but with Pattinson and, and Stewart, like since Twilight, they've both been doing phenomenal work, and. You know, Pattinson's just been, frankly, he's just been doing his thing. You know, a lot of indie movies, doing a lot of kind of weird projects, frankly. But he's been knocking things out of the park left and right. And it's, it's you know, it's one hey, hand, yeah. a lot of fans and people that have yeah. learned like, oh, hey, this guy is a good actor. Yeah, he is a good actor. And I think people need to finally turn that Twilight page and, you know start getting with times which is robert pattinson's a good actor and you know frankly everybody in this movie has done a phenomenal job and i can't wait to see the next movie so those are my final thoughts all right sounds good nice so finale well uh well, thanks for listening everyone um watching the batman was like i said great on my birthday it was a great birthday present and uh yeah i'll be going back to see it again so until uh, next time, thanks for listening. If you want to send any feedback, you can send it to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com and let us know what you think of our thoughts on the Batman. So until next time, have a good one, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit freakinggeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com slash freakinggeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.